today we're going to talk about over communication within our business and where we could potentially make some changes to actually over communicate if that is even a thing. I am excited to bring this to you after my recent trip to the DMV. So yeah, that's what we're talking about today. Welcome to the Up In My Business podcast with me, Lex Lancaster, where you'll get an inside look at all things tech, business, and my life as a physical therapist turned digital operations expert. You'll hear all about my lessons as a business owner, the ins and outs of tech for your business, and more. From SEO, websites, and email marketing to automations, launches, and copywriting, I've got you. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive in. Many of you are familiar with the name, of course, because all I do is talk about them. But if it's new to you, Jane is a HIPAA compliant all-in-one practice management software and the sponsor of the Up In My Business podcast. The team at Jane knows that your time is valuable and they've designed online intake forms to help you reduce admin work and so that you can take back your treatment time. Whether you need to collect patient or client data, insurance policy information, health history, or consents, Jane's online intake forms offer a safe and secure way to gather everything you need before your patients even walk through the door. You can also collect payment details securely through your intake form via Jane's PCI compliant payment solution, saving your patients time at checkout and a ton of time for you as well. It is the absolute best feature. To learn more about how Jane's intake forms can help you and your practice, head to jane.app slash guide to book a one-on-one demo with a member of the Jane team. If you're ready to get started, you can use the code LEX1MO, again, that's LEX1MO, at the time of sign up to get a one-month grace period applied to your new Jane account. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Up In My Business with me, your host, Lex Lancaster. If you're new, I am the owner of Lex Lancaster Creative Co. And I like to say that I do everything except for Facebook and Google ads. So anything tech related, I'm your girl. And if you're returning back, thank you so much for listening again. I always start these podcast episodes off with a little bit of life and business updates, and then I'll jump into the episode. Conveniently today, the life update realistically became the episode, so we'll figure that one out, but it'll blend a little bit. You'll see what I mean. But as far as business stuff goes, the biggest thing that I have to say is that if you're listening to this podcast, you will be actually, I don't know when I will send this out or be launching this or publishing this. Um, Welcome to my thinking process. But I'm going to let you know either way that I am officially booking into April for Do It In A Days. So I'm booked out February and March and am officially booking into April, May, June, and July. So if you are looking for a done-for-you website experience, I highly suggest reaching out ASAP. I have a a slew of discovery calls as well coming up. So I will be booking into those upcoming months. I am booking out. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's really like the only business update that I have. I am still toying with the idea of having some sort of place where I can do video tutorials. Think of my Instagram, but a paid membership. I know some people are using like Patreon something like that, for video tutorials of all the things. And eventually, um, if I put 
effort into recording things, that library can become really, really big and could just be a place to go learn all the things. And then I have to sort through some things like, do I want to do requests for tutorials, yada, yada, if people are members. But I'm just thinking it might be something that I do. I don't know. I might actually turn it into a paid newsletter and then sending out all the tech thing. I don't really know. I, there's so many things that are bouncing around in my head as far as ideas go because committing to something for the rest of forever, like the podcast, is definitely, I don't want to say, um, it's just, it puts another thing on my schedule. And right now I am as busy as I like. My plate is as full as I like. And I have a very set, I do this, this, and this on these days. And that would add a little bit of an extra, uh, let's just call it uh, friction as far as life goes and having to move some things around. So I'm thinking about it, not really sure who's interested either. So I need to toy with that. But yeah. And I do have on my list still the uh, take your own brand photos webinar workshop that Shantae and I want to do because Shantae was going to do the lighting and sound and all that jazz. And then I would do the photos. So trying to figure out when we'll do that. Obviously, January has been absolutely bonkers for both of us. So it'll be at some point, but not entirely sure when. I am going to jump into, oh, personal stuff. Cool thing. My parents are finally coming out to California. And I'm really excited because my mom made a joke about how she was like, maybe we'll end up living in California. Now, my brother and my sister-in-law have a daughter. So they, I highly doubt my parents will live in California when that's their grandkids. But my mom made the joke and I was like, don't joke because you're going to come here and love it. But anyway, so they're coming here in April. Super excited about that because getting to show them the house and all the things and all the fun stuff that we do here and the weather, hopefully that will not be bad. I mean, I can't imagine it'll be bad, but we've had such a good year as far as winter goes as well. So just really excited. If you know, if you're not familiar with why I'm saying my parents are visiting, my parents live on the East Coast and I moved out here in July. So I have seen them since because I went home for Christmas with Shantae, but I, they haven't been out here yet. And I don't, I'm not sure my mom has ever, yeah, my mom has never been to California. It's always been her like, I want to go to California. I think when she thought about California, she thought about San Diego, but I mean, I would argue, I think this is better than San Diego. Sorry to my San Diego people, but anyway, okay, let's jump into life and then that'll lead into the episode. So life update, when you move and you purchase car insurance in a new state, you have to have your car registered in that state. Um, I don't know if anyone didn't know that, but here you are. I, it's not that I didn't know that. I just knew that it was on my, excuse my language, fucking to-do list forever. And yes, my insurance from my last state, you can keep that until it runs out. Well, it was running out and now I need to be registered in California, yada, yada, yada. So in order to get a California license plate, you have to, depending on what year your car is and when you bought it, you have to do a smog certification. Okay, cool. I knew about that. I knew it was a thing. But upon all of the reading that I did online, and this is going to lead into the episode, this is the episode, let's be honest, like this is what I'm going to get into. But all the reading I did, I'm a very prepared person. It said I didn't need a smog certification before I went to the DMV today. Okay, great. So 
go to the DMV. I have the paperwork that is listed very clearly online that I need. And the woman is like, you don't have a smog certification. And I said, ma'am, I'm so sorry. But online it said I didn't need one. And she was like, oh, yeah, you definitely need one. It's a requirement by law in California. And I was like, okay, well, that's great. Thanks. So either way, the process is fine. It's not that woman's fault. And it's the internet's fault, I guess, of their, their website's fault for having poor information. But this is where I am going to jump in and make this episode and make that all about how we can do better. So I am a firm believer that we technically, if we're a service provider, I do not feel like we can over communicate. Now, if I dive into that a little bit further, I do feel like we can over-communicate in a bad way, or let's just say, let's say that better. I do feel like there is a possibility that the amount that we communicate is going to be fine as long as we do it in a way that works for us and at a time that works for us. So for instance, regardless of your directions or what service you're providing, having all of the information the steps, exactly what you need to know, exactly what you don't need to have, things to expect in the process. Having all of that written out and being able to give that to someone or being able to say that to someone is worth its weight in gold. So whether it's like, awesome, so we're going to do this service on February 1st, the first week of January, you can expect this, the second week of January, you can expect this, the third week of January, you can expect this, yada, yada, yada. I think there is no possible way when we're doing a service, whether it's physical therapy, whether it's a one-off session for massage therapy, I do not feel like we can over-communicate what there is to be expected. Just because when you are paying, if you think about your own behavior, whether you're paying in money or your time, It is ideal to know what's going to happen and to have the expectations very well known, one, before you even say yes, and two, throughout the process. I do think that that expectation exponentially increases when people spend a lot of money, and a lot of money is very much so relative. So someone who cannot afford a 12-session pack That expectation of communication may be the same for their single one-off visit than it is for someone who does have that 12-visit pack and money may not be an object to them. So that's why I feel like in my my ideal world, we all can over-communicate expectations as it relates to service providing and providing a service, providing a result for someone. But, 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 and this is where I feel like I'm going to get talking fast. I do feel like there's a way to over communicate in a way that doesn't fit for you. So for instance, if you over communicate with someone, but you're, and your over communication happens via a medium like email or texting or what have you that you don't want to over communicate on, or you don't want to talk to them quickly or all the time on, I do think that's a problem. So if you have a texting service, but you don't want to be texting back and forth with your patients, maybe you don't check in via texting. Or if you have email, maybe you're over communicating via email, but you're not checking in with them via email 
all the time if you don't want to email them all the time. This is where it gets to be a little bit sticky, if you will, because the way that I communicate might not be the way that the person I'm working with communicates. But this then goes back to in your expectations when you first start the service or before you start the service, you tell them, I like to Voxer, I like to email, I like to text, whatever you may do. So that way they can be aware that you're doing that. And two, so that they can expect it, but also three, so they don't have an expectation around it. And that's both ways. So for instance, if I work with someone and they're an active client of mine, and it's only my retainer clients and my do it in a day clients and my SEO clients, which is a retainer client, those folks and my lecture mind people, duh, those folks are the only people who have access to me on Voxer. So if someone works with me and then they don't work with me anymore because we are done working together, I don't vox them back. Like we're not we're not in communication like that. That's that's my container for active clients. I will email you, but I will not vox you and that's like a hard boundary that I'm very much sticking to this year. So, with that being said, during when we're talking about overcommunication or communicating with our people, If I set the boundary of, I'm going to communicate with you via email regularly, they will know to expect that I'm going to communicate with them via email. So if I'm going to send five emails up to the service day or throughout the service, I will send them five emails and they will expect those emails. Now they know whether or not there's no expectation for them to answer me, but I'm just keeping them up to date, right? So what I mean when I say that there is a way to over-communicate in a bad way. If I wanted to do this poorly, I would be communicating with my people that I don't want a Voxer through Voxer. That's like the easiest way to, to say that. Or if it's 9 p.m., I'm not going to be emailing you because I know my office hours are 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., sometimes 4.30 p.m. So I'm not emailing you outside of office hours. Now, if I'm over-communicating and I'm back and forth with you via email at 7 p.m., 8 p.m., I can't be surprised or I can't be mad when that becomes the new expectation for people to get back to them whenever, right? Now, this opens up a whole other can of worms. So the whole point that I want to relay here is that if you're providing a service to someone, I do not feel like you can over-communicate when it comes to expectations and what they can expect everything to look like and feel like and just overall be like. If you're going to choose to over-communicate like you, you should be or could be, do it in a way that fits your ideal style of communication as well as your ideal work hours. And if it's outside of that, then that person will then think, okay, this hour of the day is fine to communicate with, I'm going to then change that expectation of them, even though you had said, this is what to expect from me. So all in all, the reason why I wanted to record this is because when I was sitting in my car after the DMV, I was like, I did the reading, I did the stuff beforehand, and now I still am not done with this task. And that is so annoying to me. So now I still need to go do the stupid smog test. Okay, it's for the environment. Fine. Do this. Do the smog test. I still need to fill out this other paperwork and get my vehicle, quote unquote, validated by California. And then I have to mail in 
the payment for the registration and all the paperwork that just came with this, but I still have to go back to the DMV to like get my vehicle certified or whatever. And all that is, is them looking at my car to make sure it's literally a car. Like they're, they're just looking at it to validate it. But I waited in line after I left the DMV for 20 minutes and no one walked out. And I was like, where are the people? And there was a button. There's a woman in front of me. She already pushed the button. No one was coming out. And I was like, I'm not doing this. I need to go home. So the long and the short here is that if I knew exactly what to expect, if I knew it was going to be a four hour shenanigan, if I knew I needed the smog test, if I knew that even literally when I was getting the paperwork from the woman at the desk, they're so busy in there that she didn't even tell me what to do next. I was like, I don't mean to like ask so many questions because I definitely asked a ton of questions. I don't know what I'm doing. This is not what I'm a pro at. And I was like, I don't want to like overboard you with questions, but what do I do next? Because at that point, I still wasn't told that I had to get my vehicle validated. And then I had to have a smog test. (laughs) She was like, you need a smog test. And I said, awesome. And I was like, so like, when do I pay you? I still don't even know when I pay you. Um, And then she was like, oh, you're gonna, you can send in a check or you can come in here. And I was like, but what papers do I need? Like, if I mail this in, what papers actually need to be in the envelope? Can you tell me that? Because I have no idea at this point. So it ended up being fine because I asked the questions, but I feel like I shouldn't have to ask the questions. Like I did the research, I looked at it online, I thought I had what I needed, and then I didn't have what I needed, which is fine. I'm okay, I'm flexible, but this is where that over-communication piece comes in. It's not hard to just build a checklist and it's not hard to just build a process and say, okay, you did this step, go to this step next. And I feel like if large-scale companies aren't doing it, as a small business, we should do it. And then I looked at my own processes and or processes and I was like, oh God, like there are some places that I'm not communicating enough and I want to up that communication, which fits in with my word of the year of Elevate. So I'm going to try to work on over communicating for my people who are either on retainer service with me or doing my do it in a days. Because if someone's booking a do it in a day in March, in January or for March in January, I need to make sure that I'm communicating throughout that whole process, even though they're just waiting for that day. And just because I want them to always know that I'm thinking about them. You booked a service with me. You're on my calendar. I am thinking about you. I'm looking at my whiteboard. Their name is right there. Like I have everything on my end, but that doesn't mean that they feel that. They don't know that. So I want to make sure that I am also letting them know. And yeah, that's really the message. Like I just feel like sometimes we have so much going on in our head because we know we know who's on our calendar. We know who's coming in. We know what is going to happen next. If you're a physical therapist, like, you know, I worked in the clinic, obviously, you, you know pattern recognition. Someone comes in with a certain condition, diagnosis, what have you. You can pretty much think in your head, okay, I'm going to go through this list of things. I'm likely going to be going through this process. It'll probably take about this long. No guarantees, but about this long. This will be the progression that we we work through. You can do that in your head, right? I do that for my business online as well. Like I know what we're going to be doing as a process, but if you never say that out loud, the person who's working with you probably doesn't know it and they probably feel lost and they probably feel like, what can I do next? And how can I how can I make this easier? Am I doing everything I need to do? So my message for you is just over communicate in a way that works for you and at a time that works for you. Find what works, find the medium that works for you. 
communicate through that medium and just over communicate, especially with the process. And if you're in person, this is very easy because you talk to people throughout your entire session. So just over communicate during that process and just make sure people know that they're not in the dark, right? You're not just a number. You are here. I am. I know this process inside my head and I'm going to actually tell you out loud where I think we're going with this. So yeah, I hope that helps someone. I hope I hope you take this and the only goal that I would have for you after listening to this, like to take away and go do something because I like to make sure I give you that, is just think about where you could potentially over communicate in your service providing business and what that would look like and feel like. And maybe asking you know, maybe your best patient, if you will, quote unquote, the patient you know that's going above and beyond, where could I have given you a little bit better direction? And then taking that feedback and maybe changing things, but maybe just saying, oh, I knew I was doing that. I just didn't say it out loud. And then maybe saying it out loud for the next person. So that's all I've got for you. I welcome feedback on this and maybe any any place, anything that you're going to change based on this and upgrade, if you will, your systems and communication within your business. And just let me know. You can DM me. You can email me. Um, Yeah, I'd love to hear from you. So that's all I've got for you. I hope you have a lovely Monday if you're listening to this on a Monday. If not, then I hope you have a lovely day. I will catch you next time. 